Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your overjoyed host, Seth Green. Um, Today's not a normal episode because we found out five minutes ago that we made the Inc. 5000 for the first time. Um, and now I am jumping on and Kate was said, you want to reschedule and go celebrate? I said, no, we're doing the show. So I have the awesome good fortune um, to be interviewing Kate DeLeo from katedeleo.com. She is a brand pragmatist, has built over 300 brands, has helped hundreds and hundreds of business owners grow, best-selling author, the list goes on. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me and congratulations thrilled to hear about this news, Seth. We're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. Um, let's go back in time just a little yeah. bit. Um, how did you get started? I have no clue. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I have no idea. No idea how I got here. You know, I, I definitely am probably like many other entrepreneurs and founders. Um, I'm a bit of an accidental founder and entrepreneur. I don't know if most of us go to college saying, this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Um, But for me, actually, I fell into building my business through the very um, perilous path of the market crashing and having to take a sales job out of college. And it was really in that sales job, cold calling IT professionals and having to sell them training classes where I learned the art and the science of delivering a very systematic brand pitch that got more people to convert and want to stay on that phone call. And so that was the beginning for me of now building a career and helping other organizations build that winning brand pitch. Okay, so I'm sure the longer version is in the book, but yeah, <laughs> you glossed over, I think, something that our listeners and viewers could learn from. Talk a little bit, if you remember, about the moment of decision from when you went from your sales job that you were not happy with to trying to figure it out to when you decided when the light bulb went off and you said, oh my God, there's a whole separate business here. Yes. Well, you know, what's interesting is it took me a while. I I think I was a slow learner, probably like a lot of us where we're like, I mean, I'm dabbling. I was like, I was a professional side hustler so many years, you know, where I was just like, listen, have my family, I'm getting married, I'm growing in corporate. For me, the decision was a couple, two steps. So the first thing that happened for me is coming out of that sales job, I got recruited out to actually go build brands in the agency world and then in, and then in corporate sector, okay? But even all the while I had mentally thought, well, I need the benefits, I've got kids, I'm gonna stay in the corporate you know, thing. But Seth, I started to dabble in side hustling and all of a sudden there was this demand point. 
the real tipping point actually was about four and a half years ago when I took my business full time. And what happened was, is I had actually already increased my revenue. I've made over 60% of my income with my side business. And I decided that at that 60% point, I had told myself it's time to make this jump. The pattern has emerged. There is a demand of people asking me for this by referral only. And when that happened, I recognized that I needed to go all in and build this as a legitimate enterprise. That makes a ton of sense. Do you remember who your first client was? Yes, I do. Are you open? Uh, can you share that information? <laughs> yeah, her name was Teresa. So the first client I took, her name was Teresa, and she was building a coaching business on the side. And at the time, I was working with a lot of coaches and independent consultants, and they just needed some messaging help. They needed to figure out how did they better attract and engage their customers um, and with a succinct pitch. And so that was where I, I started, and I cut my teeth on, on building brands on my own. Prior to that, it was interesting, Seth, I was building brands in the agency world for larger companies, for e-com companies, for various sectors, such as even construction, industrial manufacturing. Um, I had this really broad strokes uh, set of companies that I had served through my day job. But on the side, my first client, she was a coach and she said, Kate, I'm leaving my day job to go be a coach full time. What the heck do I say when I walk into the room? And that for me was the beginning of like, okay, let's do this. And talk, I mean, you've had an incredible journey. Talk a little bit about the way the business looks now, and then we'll go back and fill in the middle. Sure. So when I first started, it was interesting. Um, I, at the time, was uh, delivering a few different sets of services, which is pretty common. You know, I, I'm a full-time solo entrepreneur, by the way. I still do not have a team, and I'm very intentional about that. We'll talk about that because I think that's interesting, and a lot of people are going that route. But for me, I started by offering a few sets of services, one of which was my predominant, my primary service of a brand consultation program that was like a four to six week project. At the beginning, I was doing maybe 10 to 15 projects, you know, uh, per quarter. They were pretty fast, pretty iterative, but I was doing a lot of work with a lot of companies. Fast forward to where I am now, I run pro probably about a total of 30 big projects per year with 30 different clients. And then I'm in the process of actually launching a SaaS version of my consulting program, which goes live in September of 2023, enabling more companies to actually go through that. So I, I've been going through this iterative process, Seth, of how do I productize myself? How do I get up and out of the weeds? Because I have four young kids under the age of nine and God bless America, I have nothing under control past 5 p.m. When they're, you know, it's like the witching hour. Well, God bless you for pulling this all off at the same time as being super mom. Oh my God. Absolutely incredible. Who is an ideal client for you now? So for me, I really love working with fast growing startups. So predominantly there's a tech focus. So over 75% of my clients have some sort of tech lens um, that could be AI, that could be FinTech, could be all sorts of stuff, but they're typically a series A to series C uh, venture back startup. Uh, for more established companies that have been around a while, they're doing anywhere from about one to five million in revenue at a bare minimum. My sweet spot is like five to 15 million a year in revenue. Um, and then yeah. is there a particular industry that you work better in or have had more results in? Uh, I would say that the slant has been about a 60-40 split between B2B and B2C. Um, I personally have a really big passion for B2B tech. Like I love it. And I, because I, I used to develop, I was, I was a developer, I, I understand it. 
and taking those complexities and working with brilliant, brilliant engineer minds and data analysis minds and helping them synthesize a message is just a ton of fun. And what are some of the biggest mistakes that they're making that you're helping them fix? Well, the most common mistake that I see not only with those types of organizations, but actually most brands in general is really understanding the order of operations of your content. So when we think about content hierarchy for just a second, what are we supposed to say and to whom and to when when we think about our marketing and sales messaging? What I'm trying to teach is this model that I'm known for called the brand trifecta model. And it's really the tip top of the iceberg, Seth, of just understanding in that first 15 to 30 seconds, when somebody comes into the Zoom room, they hit your website, you're meeting them for the first time, what do you say? And the three things you need to hit based on buyer psychology that's been proven are, are number one, a tagline that tells somebody what you do. Number two, a value proposition statement that says, here's how we solve your deepest heart pain. And then three, a set of differentiators, like the one, two, three big bullet points of how you're different and better than the rest. That is actually stuff that brings that person authentically to the point of conversion where they go, ah, that makes sense. Now tell me more about how it works, what it looks like, what's included, what's the cost. So brand belongs at the tip top. That then brings those technical experts to understand, oh, okay, now somebody's ready to go features and benefits and all my charts and all my white papers and all my blogs and that, 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 that problem is, is most of us reverse this and people are lost because we hit them with too much information. You're absolutely right. I think we're, we've all as business owners and marketers been guilty of uh, anything from fire hosing people to verbal vomit of everything we know going, let me tell you every, I've been guilty of this myself. I, my wife has trained me because I, we would go to, uh, you know, a party or a birthday. I have three kids. So it's birthday yep. parties, school graduate. It's all the kids stuff, sporting events. And somebody, I would be talking to the husband and somebody would say something and I would go off to the races and go, oh, here's the funnel that I would design for that. And here's your traffic sources. And here's the lead magnet. And here's all this stuff. And the guy would, my wife would be like, stop. His eyes are totally glazed over. Blazing. <laughs> he's checked out and he's like, what's an opt-in page? And I'm, she's like, you have to meet people where they are. And he did not, even though you got excited and had an idea because you can't help yourself. He didn't ask you for any help sure. or any advice. It's because we have FOMO. Like, let's yes. be really honest here. As founders and leaders, we all have FOMO and we're all super scared. But yes, but Kate, if I don't tell them everything about all the amazing features and benefits and all the cool stuff, I did, then they're not going to see value and they're not going to buy. The reality is, is nobody gives a crap about your products or services until you tell them what you do, how you solve their problem and how you're different. And those are three big bullet points that you can hit clearly, crisply in such a way that it provokes that person to ask the next question. That's the point of brand. Get them there on their own. And when they do that, then you can go into all the storytelling and all of the crazy stuff that you need to talk about, about that cool funnel that you built. And you've got... I know I've seen them on the site, shoeboxes full of case studies of amazing success you've been able to engineer. Pick one. I know it's hard to pick among all your 300 babies. Pick one. Tell us a little bit about oh my who the company is, what their problem, what their challenge was, how you helped solve it, and then that magical transformation you were able to engineer. Okay, so can I tell you, I just got a, I just got on a call this morning with a client. This is actually from 9 a.m. this morning, I promise you. So I got the call. The company is called 50flowers.com. They're an e-com site that sells wedding flowers. They're a 10 to $15 million a year revenue company. So good size company, right? They're, they've been in business for over 10 years. Uh, amazing female founder-led company. And they had approached me a couple months ago to work on their core brand messaging. 
being at that it's an e-comp site, it's a tricky dance between what do you actually put out there, what do you not put out there? So I got the call this morning and she said, listen, we took your brand trifecta. We just tested it for seven days on mobile. We're launching it on Monday on desktop. When they, de then they, when they pushed it on mobile and they followed the advice of having that brand trifecta front and center on the homepage, I'm not kidding you. They had an increase of a 50% conversion rate. Wow. In one week. One yeah. week. Okay. Like that's incredible. I have another client that's in B2B SaaS that within 90 days of getting the message out there and running their discovery calls, they shrank their sales cycle from six months down to 60 days. These are the kinds of things that can genuinely be impacted by brand because your brand is your path of least resistance to revenue. That is a writer down there, folks. If you didn't catch that, go watch the re go pit play again, go back 30 seconds and write that down with all the success you've achieved for yourself. And more importantly, for the clients, what's your biggest challenge now? Oh my gosh. My biggest challenge is duplicating myself. I think, I think a lot of us feel is when we're first starting our business, we're in that first four to five years of really being full-time with this. You're in it. You're in it all the time. And you're really doing all the things that maybe you don't even have business doing. And so for me, the biggest growth that I've been planning on and know I was going to come through and I'm in the process of going through is productizing myself. So for me, what that looked like is building a SaaS version of my program that was more cost affordable and also enable more people to come through this program. It uses interactive features and tons of built-in accountability so that you're actually going through the program in only four to six weeks as if I were in the room, but it's done in such a way that it's not like a typical boring, like DIY death by a PowerPoint course, if that makes sense. So the hardest challenge set is making a plan and executing a serious investment of time and energy to actually productize your business. That is the biggest thing. That may, I, I think we're all guilty of that. All need some of that, unless you theoretically manufacture a physical widget. Yeah. Right. In a professional service business, it's how do I create something that generates passive revenue? Like a like, let's say you wrote a book, you get royalties. You don't have to rewrite it every single time. How do you turn what's in your head, that priceless gold, into something people can consume while you're sleeping on the other side of the world? It's right. And you know what I did to start with, by the way? So I'll tell you how this was baby steps because this might be helpful for somebody is when I started, I thought to myself, I can't reinvent the wheel every time I run this darn project. Hold on. I've helped hundreds and hundreds of companies. What is the method that I know I have done time in and time out that always will work? So when I was starting off, I just built a workbook. I built a brand playbook. Okay. And at the time it was like 10 pages. This was many years ago. And now it's like 40 pages and it's super robust, but it was really, this is the formula. If I ask these questions in the right way during the strategy calls, if I deliver this content in this order, if I take them through these steps in this way, that client's going to have the right aha moments, the right outputs, the right gel that needs to happen for us to come out the other end with a winning brand. And so that was it as I just wrote the process down. But many of us are afraid to write that process down, but it's the best thing you can do. Just need a Google Doc or a Word Doc and document it page by page. Believe it or not, most of the clients that I helped with consulting practices, that's one of the biggest steps we do. And it enables them to then actually create a product that they're saying, I'm not just selling me, you get this deliverable at the end of it. That's a huge sales point. For sure, that is awesome. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Oh man, I think what really excites me is when I get to work with founders and leaders and 
they have this moment where they're stepping into a new level of confidence, where they really understand like, damn it, I can do it. And I, I love it so much because they already know it's deep down in there, but they need to be given permission to challenge the things that they're questioning to, to really get themselves excited for a new thing in a new time in this new phase of their business. And so that's, that's the joy that I get is if I can help one more person step into their purpose and I'm able to do that by giving them the message that they can authentically speak and deliver to the world, I did my job. Amen to that. I, I know your time's incredibly valuable and, and we greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. Where is the best place for our viewers and listeners to learn more about you and uh, learn about all things Kate? Absolutely. You can certainly follow me on LinkedIn. If you're on there and you're listening to this and you're following Seth, feel free to get a hold of me. If you have any questions, I do answer all those messages personally. Would love to hear from you if you've got a question on brand. But the best place to find me is www.katedelio.com. That'll be in the show notes with Seth, I'm sure. And coming up soon, you'll see additional information there about that new SaaS product that we're launching here. It's called the Brand Trifecta. Awesome. This has been Seth Green with Kate DeLeo. Go check out katedeleo.com. Kate, thanks so much for joining us. Cheers, Seth. Thanks so much. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.